0: If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha Hashavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a Wonderful there, all of you, and what a special Erev Shabbos is. Special because... Well, first of all, the Parsheva at Hanan, which contains so many important aspects of Jewish life, the Torah, as we will talk about in a short while. It's also Shabbos Nachamu, the great Shabbos of consolation, where Hashem comes along and through the prophet, he tells us, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, my people, I will console you, not only a simple consolation, but a double consolation, as we explained. And also, Shabbos is... Chamisha Asarba Av, the 15th day of Av. And our sages has taught us that among all the great festivals that the Jewish people have, there is none greater than Yom Kippur and the 15th day of Av. One understands why Yom Kippur is a great festival because that is the day that we are atoned for all the shortcomings, all the sins, all the failures. That we may have unfortunately transgressed over the year, we are anew. We begin fresh. What is so special about the fifteenth day of Av? And this is something that we are going to discuss as well. All these things come together this Shabbos, Parshat Etchanan. And as I said, what is contained in the Parsha of The Ten Commandments, the story of revelation, where God comes down on Mount Sinai and gives the Jewish people the Torah, the Ten Commandments, which in actual fact is a symbol of the incredible bond between God and the Jewish people, and the Jewish people and, and God. And not only that, what else does the Parsha contain? It contains the prayer of Shema, the single most important prayer, the prayer that everyone knows, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Achad, Hear, Israel. God is one. The proclamation that every Jew knows and understands. The proclamation that we say with greatness, with devotion, with passion. The oneness of God. God gives us a Torah. We pray to Him and proclaim Him as the one God. It all comes together this Shabbos, Parshat VaEtchanan. And what is the Parsha called? VaEtchanan. And we have to understand what is the relationship between all these incredibly important things. The fact is that it's Ve'et Hanan. It's also Nachamu. It's also the 15th of Av. The Ten Commandments. The Prayer of Shema. How does all that come together? And what in fact is the inner relationship between all those elements? Ve'et Hanan. Moshe is continuing his repetition of the entire Torah, He's also continuing his farewell address to the Jewish people. And V'etchanan means, V'etchanan el Hashem, He tells the Jewish people at this time, I pleaded with God. I asked God. I pleaded with Him that He should allow me to enter into the promised land, the land of Israel, as we discussed a number of times. And our sages tell us something quite fascinating. The Gematria, The numerical value of the word Be'etchanan is 515. And our sages tell us that Moshe asked God to be allowed to enter the promised land 515 times. And although he asked God 515 times, 515 times, his request, his prayer, was not answered. In the positive sense, God said no. It was rejected. Well, rejected in the sense that God said no. Don't continue asking me. You will not enter the promised land. And we've discussed this quite often. How is it that Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest of all people, the greatest leader, the one who was so devoted to his people, put himself at risk in so many different ways? Why is it that Hashem, doesn't respond positively to his great request to his prayer to be allowed into the land and why in fact if Hashem told him once that the answer is no why does he continue and not only twice or three times but as our sages tell us 515 times and we have to understand how that word connects with all these ideas of nachamu, of consolation of the 15th day of Av, of the Ten Commandments of the Prayer of Shema. And we explained a number of times that Moshe's request was not merely a personal selfish request that he wanted to enter into the promised land for personal reasons in order to fulfill the commandments that are connected with the land that can only be fulfilled within the Holy Land. Moshe had a far greater purpose in asking God to be allowed into the Promised Land. It was again an extension of his incredible sense of responsibility as a leader. Because he looks upon this generation, a generation that by and large was born and raised in the desert. Many of them, if not most of them, didn't stand at Sinai. Most of them didn't come out of Egypt most of them was a new generation of young people who didn't personally experience those great moments in their history. It's something that they heard about from their parents. And Moshe was afraid that because they personally didn't experience these great moments in their own history, it's not something which they saw, it's something which they only heard about then perhaps they wouldn't have the strength and the ability to meet the challenges of the new type of experience that was going to be necessary in the promised land. That within the protected area of the wilderness, where everything basically was miraculous, in the sense that God took care of all their needs, shelter, food, everything, coming into the land they would have to deal with it on a physical basis Moshe thought here is a new generation they didn't experience the miraculous acts of God coming out of Egypt receiving the Torah will they have the strength, the courage, the ability to meet the challenges that the new land the promised land will present and because of that he felt that it would be important for him as a leader to come into the land with them to give them the strength to give them direction to show them how they should continue to continue and retain the values to which they had to be loyal that even though they themselves may have not stood at Sinai physically how they had to remain loyal to the values of that it was not something which happened in the distant past and they themselves had no connection to it personally, but it was something that they had to live by. And he felt that it was necessary for him as a leader to be present in order to give them direction, to show them how they should behave in the promised land. And this is why not once, not twice, but 515 times he exercises this incredible repetitive action. God, he says, let me take this people into the promised land. Because I want them to fulfill their purpose. I don't want them to flounder. I don't want them to make mistakes. I don't want them to fail. I don't want them to stumble. Here is the great moment of fulfillment of all of creation. Here is the great moment of fulfilling the promise that you made to the patriarchs. Coming into the promised land. Coming into the holy land. I want it to be not only a moment of the glory but an absolute legacy of glory. I don't want them to fail when they face the new challenges of a new reality. I want this to be a true moment of greatness. And this is why I feel it's necessary for me to be there. But Hashem says no. It's important that they themselves deal with this issue. And they themselves, if they make mistakes, so be it. But they themselves have to deal with it. And God refuses to grant Moshe his request. More of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High FM. So Hashem says to Moshe, no, despite the fact that you've asked me 515 times, the answer is you cannot and will not cross the Jordan and come into the promised land. And we have to understand why not? And there are a great many answers. But one of the answers that we have to consider because of its relevance is the fact that Hashem is telling Moshe that every generation has to have its own set of circumstances and challenges. And yes, they might make mistakes and perhaps even will make mistakes. But it's for every generation to work through their own challenges because they have their own abilities that they have to use in order to meet the challenge of their own moments. Yes, the previous generation had great, great revelations. The exodus from Egypt, revelation at Sinai, etc., etc. This generation didn't. But this generation will have different strengths and different challenges. And of course, if Moshe would be there it would be far easier for this younger generation to cope with the challenges of the Promised Land. But that would not enable this new generation to somehow express the inner strengths that they possess, because it would be taken care of for them and not by them. It's important that a new generation be allowed to express those latent abilities that they possess those strengths that are within, and not simply to be spoon-fed all the time. Yes, of course, as leaders, as parents, we are concerned that our offspring, that those who look up to us, should be taken care of. But one of the great responsibilities of a leader, of a parent, is to recognize sometimes that we have to allow those who look up to us To make their own mistakes and to use their own strengths and to find their own inner dimension and inner strength to cope with situations on their own. And even if they make a mistake from time to time, so be it. The mistake is necessary. And ultimately they will understand the purpose of that mistake. Because if we keep on protecting them too much, they will never mature, they will never grow, not materially, not physically, and certainly not spiritually. Now Moshe understood this to a large degree, after all, Moshe is the perfect leader, but Moshe, out of his great concern and love for his people, wanted to protect them as much as possible. Moshe felt that after all, this is a generation that he had guided day after day through the wilderness. And he felt that it should continue for a while longer, but Hashem said no. The time has come for Joshua to take over. Joshua is not the leader that you are. Joshua doesn't have the greatness that you possess. He will be a great leader in his own right, but he won't be as great as you are. And mistakes will be made. And certainly, as we look with retrospect upon Jewish history, how often did each generation fail? But this is what life is all about, and this is the way God created the world. He didn't create a perfect world, and he didn't create a world where everything is taken care of. He created a world where every generation And each situation is given the opportunity to make their choices. And by making choices, this is the process of growth and development and maturity, materially and spiritually. And when we go through our own efforts, not only do we express those inner latent powers and strengths that we possess, but we grow at an altogether different level. And this is why... But Atchanan is always the Shabbos of Nachamu. What is Nachamu really all about? Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, says the great prophet Isaiah, Yeshayah. He said, you will be consoled, says God. What is consolation? Consolation is something went wrong. There was a sense of loss. There was destruction. The temple is in ruins. It fell apart. The Jews are in exile. The Jews went into a situation of darkness. And while we spoke last week as to the causes, the causes really are not important right now. The fact is that the Jewish people lost the center of their spirituality, the Holy Temple, in Jerusalem. It is in ruin. The Jewish people are in exile. The world is in a state of darkness. And Isaiah comes along and says, Nahamu, Nahamu, Ami, there will come the moment of consolation. And why the double language of Nahamu, not a simple Nachamu, a consolation. And not only a double consolation for the first and the second temple, but Nachamu, Nachamu, whenever there is a double expression, it means that there is an infinite dimension of that which is being said. What is the infinite dimension of consolation? Not only will you be consoled, not only will all the pain be gone, not only will the suffering be gone, but you will actually understand precisely what happened, Why it happened, how it happened, and why it was necessary for you to go through those painful experiences and come to this moment of consolation. That's the greatest consolation of all. In other words, this is the ultimate expression of maturity. Because what is destruction? Fragmentation. Things begin to fall apart. Things begin... To break. And this is true in every single area of life. It's not only the destruction of the temple. You talk about relationships. You talk about feelings. You talk about situations. What's the term that we use? Things break up. Things fall apart. There is no sense of unity. There is no sense of coming together. Things are fragmented, separated. What is consolation? Consolation is that slowly things do come together. Not perfectly. It's only a consolation. There is an ease of the pain. There is an ease of the suffering. The ultimate consolation is when there is a perfect unity. You begin to understand the absolute purpose of every single thing that happened. Why it was necessary. And not only... God forbid as punishment, as we explained, it's not punishment at all. But why in fact you have to go through situation of darkness in order to come to the greater light, to the greater purpose. And this is Baetchanan, what Hashem is saying to Moshe, what Hashem is saying to the Jewish people. You all have to go through a situation. There will be a time that every generation will come to realize why it was necessary for them to go through their particular challenges. Why it was necessary for them to exercise their own choices. Why it was necessary for them to recognize within themselves what were their particular strengths that they possessed not future generations, not past generations, why they had a unique set of challenges and why they had a unique set of abilities and strengths, and why those two things had to come together in a particular sort of way. That's the v'etchanan concept. You cannot take care of everything for others at all times. Yes, we take care of infants. Yes, we take care of adolescents. But as children grow, you have to have the courage of letting go more and more. Because the more you take care, the more you protect, you also cripple. You have to have the courage of allowing people to make mistakes. And mistakes they will make. And there will be a degree of pain and suffering. But there will be a moment of consolation as well there will be the clarity of maturity there will be the unification there will be a process of beginning to understand things on an altogether deeper and greater level and this is the greatness of God's creation and while it's difficult for us to understand it as we experience it because our vision is limited and we concentrate on the darkness, on the difficulty, and it's difficult for us us to objectively see the entire process of what's taking place. The fact remains that there is a great plan, and the part of that plan is that each and every one of us, individually, or as a community, as a generation, we have specific responsibilities, abilities, and challenges. And despite the fact that Moshe, the ultimate leader, and in many ways the ultimate individual, desires to protect us and take care of us, out of great love, Hashem says no. Let them have their own experiences. Let them make their own mistakes. And let them come to a moment which I promise they will have they will have the nachamu nachamu moment they will have the great comfort they will have the great consolation they will have the great insight the great reconciliation the rebuilding of the temple they will see the purpose of the exile when mashiach comes this great light will come on and everything will make sense perfectly to each and every single individual, to each and every single generation. Yes, of course, part of the exile experiences fragmentation and separation, but the moment of unity will come in the most perfect way. And this is something which takes tremendous, tremendous maturity and courage, because each and every one of us want perfection now. But perfection is not something which we should truly desire, because an actual fact might not be best for us. More of that soon. This is the Parsha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So we're talking about this whole idea that fragmentation, separation brings about a state of exile, and it's necessary for each and every single individual who goes through a personal exile or a generation who goes through a generational exile to understand what, in fact, the challenges are and how, in fact, to use those abilities that are contained within in order to meet the challenges of the time and to bring about the reconciliation, the concept of Nachamu, the concept of consolation, which brings us to the dimension of the 15th of what was the 15th of the 15th of of is when the young maidens would dress up and they would dance in the vineyards and the young men would go and choose their wives So, what was that all about you know we often call it the great day of love that's not the way it was it was the day of marriage And what is marriage all about marriage is the day of unions of bringing things together things that are separate to bring them together and to create a united future. That's what marriage is all about. And that's what the 15th of Av is all about, the day that we celebrate tonight and tomorrow. And this is why our sages tell us it was the greatest Jewish festival. Because this is a festival that represents the idea of unity. This is the way we bring about consolation. This is the way we bring about an awareness and understanding of how to battle against the fragmentation of exile to create the inner and deeper dimension of consolation, to understand how each and every one of us can bring about that unification within life through this type of relationship, through the relationship of unification on individual personal levels and ultimately on a national and ultimately on a total level with the coming of Mashiach. And this is why the Shabbos is so important because all these things come together and you might ask after all we are still very much in a world of darkness how can we possibly how can we possibly have the strength to meet those great challenges in a time of such great exile and others might say yes at a time of such great darkness as well and the answer is contained within this parsha, as I said earlier on this parsha contains the Ten Commandments, as Parsha contains the Shema. And what do those two things represent? Those two things represent God's bond with us and our bond with God. Now, this is something which each and every single Jew has to remember at all times. You're not alone. You're not alone as an individual, you're not alone as a people. If at all times you retain your faith, at all times you remember that what happened at Sinai is personal, It happened to you as well. God gave each and every one of us the Torah. We have the Torah. We have the greatness of Torah. We have the ability of recognizing and knowing the wisdom of God. We have the Shema, we have the ability of calling out from the innermost depths of our hearts And Hashem responds to our prayer. This gives us the ability of dealing with the challenges of life, with the challenges of exile. This gives us the consolation. It's not only something that we have to anticipate in the far distant future. We have the Torah. We have the power of prayer. We have that right now. It's contained in the Etchanan. And this is something which is important to understand. Hashem may have refused Moshe's request, But he says within the Parsha, they have the mechanics, they have the gifts, they have the abilities of meeting the challenges of their own times, their own situations and even though physically you might not be there, but what you have given them, you've given them an insight into Torah you have given them an awareness of prayer, this is something which they will retain throughout the ages, throughout their lives and in the Parsha toward the end we come across the son who says, what's this all about? and he asks an intellectual question, do we answer him intellectually? now? We answer him by saying, remember, God took us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. What we're telling him is be proud of the fact that you're Jewish. When we are proud, then Torah becomes part of our lives. When we are proud, then prayer becomes real. When we are proud, then our history is something that we stand by and with. When we are proud that our destiny is something that we work for. When we are proud as Jews, regardless of the situation that we're in, we can be in the most challenging situation. We can be in the most comfortable situation if we retain our pride as Jews. Remember that God is with us. He took us out of Egypt with a mighty hand if we understand that on a personal level. This gives us the strength, the courage, the ability, the passion to deal with every single situation. We embrace the Torah with a far greater desire. We express our prayers with far greater meaning as well. And this is why this Shabbos is an extraordinary Shabbos. It's VaEtchanan, where we listen to Moshe explain it. Expressing his innermost prayers. It's the Shabbos of Nachamu, The great double consolation. Where Hashem promises and guarantees. That we will be consoled for all the pain and suffering. It's the 15th of Av. Reunification. Coming together. Stopping fragmentation. Bringing about unity. The beauty of marriage. It's the 10th commandments. It's the Shema. It all comes together. Shabbos and when you sit down tomorrow and you read this Parsha, listen to every word and as I say every week listen to it personally it's talking to you let something resonate within your heart, within your soul it's a magnificent Parsha, it's a magnificent Shabbos, it's a magnificent opportunity to do something extraordinary in your life do it, do it with courage do it with pride do it with passion good chavis